Hey, hey, everybody. If you're listening to this, you are listening to the first free hour of this episode of The Shift with Doug McKenty. If you like what you're hearing, please consider subscribing to the show in order to access the full feature-length versions of the podcast, as well as have access to the Members Forum, where we discuss potential topics and interviews and dive deep into the overall concept of The Shift. For only six bucks a month, not only do you get the full-length episodes, but also an opportunity to co-create with me, your host, Doug McKenty, the future of the show. Go to www.theshiftnow.com or patreon.com backslash the shift and sign up today in order to help make the shift possible. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Good morning, noon, or night, wherever and whenever you are listening, you are listening to The Shift. I'm your host. My name is Doug McKenty. This episode was recorded on September 28th, 2021. My guest on the show today is blogger Sammy Richard. I first got to know Sammy's work by friending him on Facebook, where I was struck by his ability to convey complex concepts concerning the nature and evolution of consciousness that could easily be clearly understood even within the context of a post. Like many of his social media contacts, I waited patiently for the appearance of his blog, Shifting Timeline, which has recently made its debut. Also, like many, I was not disappointed as the new website contains valuable information about where we are now in terms of conscious awareness as a species, as well as diving deep into what Sammy calls the bifurcation. For anyone who has dabbled in conspiracy theory, for lack of a better term, we have all run into friends and family unwilling to even listen to a description of events that counters the mainstream narrative. For many... Those whose worldview consists of information provided only through public education and corporate government media sources, it is impossible to accept alternative perspectives. Whether you are discussing the possibility of an ancient civilization, describing the financial dealings of the Federal Reserve, or discussing the nuances of the internal energy system, they simply can't hear it. Sammy observes this cognitive dissonance as characteristic of the bifurcation and describes how two different worldviews are presently coexisting within the current timeline. One, based on colonization and working towards a technological singularity, and another, founded on individual autonomy while seeking a harmonious balance between technology and nature. Not only that, but Sammy describes the process through which a person must engage in in order to transition from the dominant consciousness to the emerging one. Stay tuned for this conversation which will delve into this concept of bifurcation and go into a detailed process of liberation from a consciousness of colonization into one of healthy individuation. This interview is a must-see for those willing to go all the way down the rabbit hole. Check out www.shiftingtimeline.com to get the full download. Sammy also offers one-on-one consultations for those struggling with the transition or who are unsure of how to proceed. As always, please like, subscribe, and share this episode throughout your social media networks. We rely on listeners like you to distribute this alternative information. Go to www.theshiftnow.com for hours of free content, sign up for the newsletter, or subscribe to the show for feature-length versions of each episode. Without further ado, I'd like to thank Sammy Richard for coming on the show, and thank you for helping to make the shift. 
Hey, everybody, and welcome to this, the 95th episode of The Shift. I'm happy today to be joined by Sammy Richard. Sammy is uh, an online blogger. He's just started his website, shiftingtimelines.com, and I wanted to have him on to uh, just help him uh, kind of plug what he's got going on now. Uh, it seems like he's just getting started, getting a lot of this information out there, but I first ran into him on social media on Facebook, and he does such an excellent job of writing things out and describing what I consider is going on right now in the world. And uh, because he does such a great job of explaining it all, I, I was really looking forward to having him on the show uh, so we can get uh, a really uh, in-depth conversation going here uh, about what Sammy's talking about when he talks about shifting timelines. So thank you so much, Sammy, for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. You want to just let people know a, a little bit about you and your history and uh, the concept behind uh, what you call the shifting timeline? Yeah, so um, I've actually been doing this for quite a while. Um, I, I had a, a period away from social media for quite a few years um, before last year's events kicked in, which mm -hmm. spurred me back into action. Um Obviously, a lot of people were activated during that time for obvious reasons. Anyone with pre-existing knowledge of world events uh, and who have been through this personal journey as well as the awakening journey in terms of external awareness will have been triggered into action at this time. And obviously, that was for a reason because we, we were equipped to deal with the, these times. So that's where my social media presence re-emerged from and kind of grew fairly quickly but largely the awareness was from a trail of investigation stemming back a lot of years um i've always kind of thought of things deeper than i suppose the average person would um i've had certain influences experiences that have just led me down this pathway i didn't ask for it but that, that's what <laughs> happened and I, i'm happy to be walking down this path because it's really enriched my life in so many ways of course it hasn't come without its challenges but i think in current times the whole ignorance is bliss mentality is fading and it's very important to, to find this alignment with truth as well as we can and mm -hmm. More importantly, arguably with ourselves and increase those seeds of self-awareness so that we're able to navigate through this, this, these chaotic times and to nurture our, our soul's development, whatever that might mean to anyone. But I've got, a, I, you know, I feel quite strongly about my soul's journey as well as assisting on this planet during this time as well as I can. And bringing those two things into unity, I think, living creating better physical conditions by embodying more soul potential so that we can synthesize those two domains and stop seeing them as, as separate or what one exists at the expense of the other because that's not true. Like everything's an expression of something higher and we just need to bring that in all together. So that's what I'm trying to do. Shifting timeline is a representation of that it is the timeline but not with the s on the end i think a few people get those two confused mm -hmm. um but the principles are the same shifting timeline shifting timelines is the whole idea of shifting down a better more empowering trajectory in alignment with 
your own personal calling, whatever that is. And that's something you have to discover for yourself as, as, as time goes on. And it becomes clearer as you commit to your mission, whatever that is. I know that sounds cliche, but it really does reveal itself to you as, as you start to re, reignite your authenticity and stop acting out of it like engineered pro ego programs which are blocking that access to what you're really here to do and what your higher potential is so that's the whole premise behind shifting to a, a different timeline and it ties into this bifurcation phenomenon well i mean that's just which obviously has different interpretations we can get into yeah so that's it really yeah, well, that's uh, really uh, where I wanted to start was this concept of bifurcation, because one of the things that I've noticed, and I think a lot of people have noticed, is that there are literally, it appears almost as if two different ways of viewing the world are starting to happen. And, and um, I mean, it's been going on, I guess, the the more I become aware of it and what's, what's really happening in the world right now, I've even started to realize that... Um, uh, well, that this what we consider an alternative consciousness or some people e even call it. I mean, I guess we can just go ahead and use that term conspiracy theory or this alternative way of, of looking at things has actually been uh, the root of many or most cultures in the history of the world. And there's still plenty of indigenous cultures in the world right now that seem to have this uh, alternative way of thinking. But for those of us who are raised within this current system, which has become a worldwide system at this point. So many, many of us have been raised within this. When we discover this alternative way of thinking, it's like a, it's like, it just blows your mind. You can't even, mm -hmm. you know, you have to go through this process essentially of reawakening into a kind of knowledge that, that a lot of other cultures have always understood. This is how reality works. Um, but can you just go into that a little bit? Like, what is the, this, I actually describe it as a sort of a, a colonized consciousness or this patriarchal system of consciousness uh, that people, as you said, are engineered into uh, as opposed to this uh, alternative way of thinking of things. We kind of just go into what yeah, is well, the bifurcation. Kind of, go ahead. Yeah, sure. It's kind of paradoxically, we can't bifurcate in this way without experiencing what we're going through now in this cycle of free will because although at times in the past were more reminiscent of that way of living, like you said, indigenous cultures, et cetera, they, they probably didn't come without their, their conflicts and flaws as well, though obviously sure. we can take a lot, a lot of positives from them. No doubt it's a better condition than we're living in today, depending on where you are in your evolution, but certainly from a collective standpoint. So it's that whole idea of, of the ascent from the descent. So without kind of descending into these shadowy conditions both within ourselves and in the collective we would not be reignited into deeper self-awareness it's kind of like the whole adam and eve allegory um in the bible you know the, the eating of the, the forbidden fruit opened this you know created this cycle of 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 you know the fallen fallen kingdom fallen man um Obviously, I'm not necessarily subscribing to, to that narrative in the Bible, but I do think metaphorically it, it does hold some truth to what we're experiencing, although I don't like to attribute that to the kind of an original sin concept. I just think it's more a case of 
this is how we've applied our free will um, in this cycle of human history and that these are the results. It's, it's easy to try and attribute the blame and the positive and negatives, but ultimately when you leave a, a species to their own devices to create their reality, you have to expect there's going to be so many different expressions of that and people functioning at different levels on in the spiral of awareness. And at this particular moment in time, we just happen to be in this dark age, the Kali Yuga, however you want to refer to it. And we're being presented with this choice now of which direction we wish to pursue. And we're being presented with that because of the conditions we find ourselves in. So that's the paradox. But when you zoom out and perceive it from a more absolute perspective it makes more sense um that the creator or the divine or again whatever you want to call it would allow us to explore our spirituality in this way and not intervene because otherwise we wouldn't learn and set necessary lessons so i think at this time a lot of souls are being activated back into an awareness of who they are beneath all the, the programming and this is allowing them to split in a, in a sense from those that are functioning in a, at an incongruent level of awareness because just based on the on the on natural law and and the print metaphysical principles it's going to be hard to coexist with such divergent perspectives especially in in with what everything that's going on now how that's going to unfold is hard to predict but i don't think we need to know the answers all we need to do is ensure that we're playing the best role we can, firstly, by elevating ourselves and secondly, by giving service back to others because we, we can't evolve within ourselves without being of service to others because that's we're all part of the same collective ultimately. But likewise, that shouldn't, ex shouldn't excuse the need to uphold healthy boundaries, but the boundaries should form themselves as, as we, we stay committed to our truth rather than us having to uphold them through conflict. And I think people, some people are still stuck in that middle zone of, of, of feeding the, the drama and the conflict because they want people to see things the way they do. And that creates a lot of emotional turmoil, which ultimately just pulls you down to the level of the thing that you're trying to escape from. Uh, and I'm not I'm not advocating escapism either, but you can be of the world, but in the world, but not of it, if that makes sense. So you can be playing a contribution from a perspective of compassionately witnessing events and playing your part to help in the real world, of course, where possible, but without feeding all this drama and, and negative emotional energy, which ultimately just drains our resources and means we're less able to fulfill what we need to do. So that's my understanding of bifurcation. I think it exists within the world rather than running away from it or this whole, you know, moving into 5D ascension, new age concepts people like to attach to, I think can be an easy form of escapism and spiritual bypassing. But I like to synthesize again the spiritual with the physical realms to bifurcate within this reality that we've created rather than just believing I've come here to escape it. So that's, that, that's the way that I view it.
It's just such an interesting time to be alive when so many people seem to really cling to this alternate reality. And then it takes so much, at least in my experience, um, a kind of a dedication to your own perception, to my own perception, to really believe, you know, that what I think I'm seeing is real because nobody (laughs) else, you know, or so few other people are actually seeing it this way. And Um, I've definitely gotten in that trap of trying to argue or convince others about it, but it doesn't really seem to work that way. Like you can't, you know, they, they can only kind of make that shift in perception of their own free will. Like you describe it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We can't, we can't, I've tried it, believe me. Right. I'm talking through experience. I, I, I try everything. I've tried to convince those close to me before. I've tried to maintain connections with people who just can't view things from my lens. And as much as I'm all for relating to different people and learning from them, we, we, we have to sometimes do that from a distance because especially in these times where everything's speeding up, it, it can be very difficult to maintain harmony, especially with all these false flag events running rampant at the moment it's causing a lot of tension between the opposites in terms of the perception so if we just just focus on aligning with those that at least see things from the same perspective they may have different nuances in their personality and that's great and we can still find diversity within a similar perception but trying to change someone's viewpoint who hasn't had those experiences themselves is, is, is a fruitless endeavor because yeah. as we've learned many of us to experience it actually just fuels the conflict and i'm all for trying to help people break free from the, the illusions and all of this stuff going on of course like i said i think we're all here for a reason and i'm not here to ignore my responsibility using the insights i have to help others but i know that i can present my knowledge in a way that attracts people who are ready to receive it and as more people are attracted to that i can you know you form this protective bubble of expanded consciousness which keeps kind of reverberating and rippling outwards and then more people then be pulled in and more people be pulled in and maybe you know the further you expand the less conscious people are but at least you know this process now is underway that's penetrating a wider field rather than just living in this self-confined echo chamber but i think there's something to be said for creating a safe container of of like-minded souls so that we can actually start to co-create and amplify our potential together yeah, a lot of people are having this problem right now where uh, if their perception of what's going on differs from the mainstream narrative, all of a sudden then they find themselves isolated even from their closest friends and family and they don't really understand what's going on. And, you know, I I used to reach out to everyone and, and try to convince them like you're talking about and realizing that uh, people can't change unless they're ready to change. But it is, I in my in, in my experience, for sure, very important to have like-minded individuals in your life that uh, they can just help um, as you describe it as a, almost like a protective bubble or, um, you know, just a place to be, to feel comfortable with your own community or your own tribe. I mean, um, do you want to describe maybe, uh, well, why don't you describe your own personal experience in terms of how uh, you went through this awakening process, I guess, yeah, just so sure. the audience gets to, gets to understand your particular yeah. situation better. Yeah. That was the basis behind the book. For anyone who ends up going on my website, shiftingtimeline.com, you'll see it's categorized into four stages. 
as much as they they can be viewed independently, they they're also a, a, a kind of linear, more cyclical progression, I would say, through consciousness, starting from the more physical lens reality and moving into the more metaphysical, and then the spiritual, and the, then the ultimate divine will, if you like. So that 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 those four stages start with the, the with stage one, the conditioning um, element, which is how we've all been indoctrinated through the establishment and and just all the classic brainwashing techniques propaganda school system and media the entire establishment as we know that's been structured to keep us just just disconnected from mm-hmm. from our conscious awareness of who we are and obviously keeping us in low states of illness and whatnot so that they kind of that 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 that's where I would say in, is a good place to start in terms of ascertaining awareness because otherwise would we skip in important stages of the process. So in terms of reaching others, I would I would tend to to work on that level. But saying that, it can then fall into the realms of you're a conspiracy theorist, um, you know, and you might need to to reach them using other more positive aspects of maybe their true nature, their spirituality that they feel they can relate to from an inspirational perspective, which then may trigger them to question the more grounded political stuff and everything like that. So, yeah, I would say my journey did work in that order as it's been presented with with a disillusionment of the establishment i've always felt that even from a young age being at school I, I was academically gifted luckily but in terms of authority and and the need to comply for the sake of it or for the, I, I always recognized there was some something wrong with that i had a few others around me later on in life who helped confirm that and I, it just all nurtured my intuition and led me to deeper and deeper truths until i unlocked this understanding about our metaphysical reality and the relationship to our spiritual self, which can to some degree create the conditions we experience externally. And that was a big breakthrough for me in terms of of re-empowerment after a strong period of disillusionment Mm -hmm. and the dark night of the soul transitions I had to go through, which could be very debilitating especially as you're trying to continue to function in a screwed up world that you're now aware of and your whole world has been turned on its head it's very hard to continue to adjust and you fall into destructive mindsets tendencies addictions all these kind of things but they're all there to help shape you later on if you're willing to keep asking the right questions and moving into that direction of truth so that's what i did i just kept pushing forward with curiosity and discovering deeper elements and then returning to previously held truths in light of, of new in, in a new light that's the journey it's a spiral back to where we were and we see things differently and we just have to keep questioning things really and everyone who steps on that journey has to decide to do that for themselves otherwise they're only living according to other people's dictates or, or expectations or perceptions and that then leads inevitably to a relapse in awareness because it was only contingent upon what the other person told them or what they read and you have to embody this knowing through personal experience through interfacing with physical reality to really be understand 
what's going on. And once you've been able to do that, there's nothing anyone says is going to be able to change that and take away from that. You, you're almost rewired on, a, on right down to the level of our DNA and you're activated into this new new reality. And I think that's that that's great. And I wish other I wish more people and I hope and trust that they will come along for the ride. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, you talk a little bit uh, in in on the website about the, this concept of the hive mind, um, as opposed to maybe a, a kind of a, a personal liberation. If you go through this transformation, if you break away from this hive mind, can you will you go into that a little bit? Because I think that's a, a really crucial to understand. Yeah, so the hive mind is is, is the antithesis of personal liberation. It's this collective group think that's been molded based on engineered belief systems mm-hmm. that work using inversions that take matters close to people's heart and and twist them and and pervert them like we see in many religions and all kinds of ideologies, political ideologies. They take they take this desire this yearning for a better world and more connection and and they 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 flip it on its head in order to create this centralized control system that can only function with 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 the hive mind the the everyone has to be plugged into it for it to be able to operate as as this singularity of of control kind of like a grand communist global communism i suppose i don't really like to attribute labels because people then start thinking you're going down the whole political ideologies but yeah it is a form of communism i suppose but that's not to say capitalism was any better it was all feeding this 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 hive mind because we've all we've all succumbed to our, the programming haven't we we've all we've all fallen for, for the, the indoctrination and we've all developed these negative beliefs thinking that they're our own but they're not they've just been they've been programmed into us externally and people are so attached to these beliefs they don't want to let them go obviously because of cognitive dissonance so they'll they'll cling on to it no matter what you show them because right. the hive mind seems to, well, they believe this hive mind is serving them. They like to feel part of this collective group. They like to feel like we're moving together as a species and evolving. But if you actually look properly, you'll see that these revolutions, these industrial revolutions, these technological revolutions, they're all working in the complete reverse to the natural evolution of consciousness, which should need to rely on these these transitions that only exploit the planet ultimately and ourselves in the process Mm -hmm. i I don't see that as progression so yeah reclaiming individual sovereignty requires breaking free from the hive mind and and starting to live according to what your your discernment tells you and you might make mistakes but as long as you're, you're trusting your own inner guidance and you know you can still learn knowledge and things to help help consolidate those those truths but as long as you're functioning according to others expectations and this is all you believe there is then you'll remain plugged in and then once you're plugged in it, it, it you just get deeper and deeper entrenched until you're part of this ai grid and that that's where we're at now we're at this this splitting point 
where you either reclaim your own ability to consciously create using free will or you you, you hand over your free will to the machine and, and you, you siphon your own consciousness or allow it to be siphoned so that your thoughts, behaviors, feelings, they're, they're governed into, they're governed for you as opposed to created by you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've been fascinated. You bring up a couple of, a couple of things, I guess. Um, Right now, we can we can go down that path. One of the things that I've seen in terms of the politics is that the politics really trick people up. And, and so many people have been, they've learned to self-identify as left or right on the spectrum. And then I, I've noticed that, you know, the mainstream media can basically feed them how they should think. And if you identify as left, then you listen to the left-wing narrative and that's how you think. And if you identify as right, it's just a way of really separating people from... Uh, their own personal critical thinking process. Like everyone should be making choices for themselves based on their own personal experience. Mm-hmm. And, and then the second one that I've been noticing, especially in the last 18 months is this whole idea of, of the trusting the experts instead of an emphasis on trusting yourself to make good choices for yourself. And I think these are two ways that uh, people get connected into the hive mind rather than learning how to, uh, listen to their own intuition and and work from their own authenticity. Do you want to comment on that? Yeah, yeah, that, that that's very true. They are two two methods of of attaching us to to the external domain. The two party politics system is effective across the world. Just create two opposites and play them off one another. Make them both think that they're on the right side it doesn't matter whether it's the right wing in one moment and then the left obviously the left seem to be the pro-authoritarian ones at the moment but historically it would have been the right wing conservative types that were pro-government so the pendulum tends to shift from one extreme to the other and that's how you keep people divided when within themselves and and between themselves so yeah that the the political system needs to be dismantled at least in the way that we're familiar with it and to be honest i I don't take a nuanced view of this i just believe the whole political system government in in its entirety is just inherently flawed the very concept of having them in our reality is flawed because by their nature they detract from individual sovereignty don't they? they 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 end up almost invariably creating a control system that favors the minority who who represent you know, the, those organizations at the expense of what they're supposed to be doing and you can't put people in such positions of power and expect it's not going to attract the most psychopathic people or exactly or whatever like it, it that's the nature of hierarchy and again i wouldn't uh, when you talk about hierarchy being flawed, people come back and say, oh, well, are you proposing communism then? It's like, no, because like we said, there's always two opposites. And the opposite of, well, in fact, communism and capitalism both have hierarchies because they're both based on top-down control. One of them's, we all know what capitalism and communism is, but the point is, like, you know, it's not about it's not about either of those 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 ideologies. They're both very destructive. You could argue communist regimes have been more tyrannical and, and brutal. It certainly looks that way based on what, what, what we've been told. Mm-hmm. But 
the solutions to, to, to take maybe the best elements of both and, and transcend beyond this dual way of thinking. And that doesn't mean transcend as in, you know, disregard the physical experience. It's more, you can't just create a reality using a definitive system that's been proven not to work. The idea of community or, or it goes de- it goes deeper into the principles of masculinity and femininity. You could equate the masculine with the con- more right wing conservative conservatism, capitalism, and then the feminine with communism because it's about collectivism, isn't it? So mm-hmm. what these systems are, both of these extremes, are manipulations of the masculine feminine principle, which, when applied correctly, would enable us to synthesize the best components because we've already found that within ourselves first. So that's why we have to go along this journey of a greater understanding of the, how these energies interplay with one another. So what are the benefits of having a capitalist system when a free market economy? What are the benefits of, of, of a socialist-style community? But again, socialism is just another buzzword for communism now, but you know what I mean in terms of the, the concept of more tribal communities, equality, but not equality that that comes with conditions and not equality that doesn't allow you to have free expression and free thought or that gets censored and all these warped liberal views that seem to be prevailing at the moment. This idea that we come come together by suppressing thoughts that diverge from the hive mind, it makes no sense. So that's a political perspective. What was the other thing you said? Uh, um, Oh, the... the the expert opinion oh right instead of (laughs) instead of making your own choices especially when it comes to healthcare, it just boggles the mind how people are so willing and and healthcare and education both actually but uh people are so willing to let go of their own you know critical thinking capacities and, and give them up to some expert who claims to know more you know more about your own life than you do i guess (laughs) yeah god that yeah that that, that's just awful at the moment this whole trust the science trust the experts it's this whole savior complex i think looking outside for 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 the answers because you're not willing to to look for it for yourself it's also a bit lazy and complacent and it's 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 a lot of people that are just accustomed to to security and stability Mm-hmm. And they're too afraid to explore the unknown because then they've not yet discovered that the unknown is, is this place of, 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 you know, amazing potential if we were just to, to open ourselves up to it. But people attribute what they don't know into a place of fear and, and the death and all these survival fears. And, and that's what makes them cling on to these need for external saviors and that can manifest in many different ways one of them being you know science it has the the, the gut the authority to tell us what to believe over our own minds which actually ironically contradicts the foundation of science which is built on on critical thinking and testing what's happened to those fundamental principles They, they they they're gone almost now and they've been replaced with these dogmas these materialistic dogmas that don't encourage free thought and and, and the demonize it as if, if as if it's dangerous, as if being able to think and question things is dangerous. Even at school, we were taught, at least in the generations gone by, to use critical thinking. That's how you would write your essays, wouldn't you? 
Whereas I dread to think how the school system functions now. Right. I mean, they probably don't even get told to critically analyze information. It's just regurgitate, repeat. That's it. Yeah, everything's and, been standardized. Yeah, just this level of conformist, this level of conforming to what we've been told is so deeply entrenched now. The people that are mind-controlled into it, they, they don't have any idea at all that they're not thinking for themselves. They right. truly believe they're fighting for intellectual or moral causes. Again, we can bring the masculine feminine into this intellectualism and morality because people think that they, they've got this, this, this correct perception of those, those ideas that they don't understand how they can be manipulated using gender manipulations. And we could go, we could go on. That's another tangent that is going yeah. into masculine feminine, but from a metaphysical viewpoint for anyone interested, that really is the foundations of how these ideologies form because it, 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 everything is based on opposites. We said there's always two extremes playing, being played off one another. And we, we already named quite a few just in the last five minutes. And the, the, I would say the core core opposites in this third dimension is the masculine feminine because they, they each carry a specific a specific principle or, or way of being or doing and, and and everything emanates from the masculine and feminine principles mm -hmm. so when we understand that and we know how to apply the best of both in our own personal lives we'll find that we're less easily um coerced into these these destructive belief systems well, so let's get into this idea about inversion that you mentioned earlier, because that's that's what's so fascinating to me. And as you, even as you're describing, you know, like capitalism and communism can be looked at as a masculine and feminine dichotomy, but really it's all just a, a part of the control system. So, but then there is, as you describe, this actual within each individual. Uh, these energies of masculine and feminine that do work in this way that we do want to balance. And so it's so easy for people to get tripped up because our language can describe these two systems in almost exactly the same way with using the same words, but describing two totally different systems, one with individual authenticity uh, and the other, this total hive mind that's completely controlling. Uh -huh. And I, Right. I think by using the language and, and then using this in, in, and inverting the language like you're talking about, people just get so confused about how to find the, the, the path that follows the, you know, the good way. That, that's really that's really well explained. Yeah, that, that they've almost mimicked the internal world outside of us. Right. right. So people have just let stuck in this state of confusion and and. They're desperately, and um, a lot of that stems from unresolved trauma because this warps those energies we just spoke about in, inside of ourselves. So we look outside as, to compensate. This is where like Jungian psychology and stuff comes into play. The, the, what, what we're seeing is a reflection of our unresolved conflicts playing out externally. And that can provide a valuable lessons that we should integrate. But if we don't, then we just fall deeper down these decept into these deceptions and then like you said it will form into this hive mind and 
we we we, we had this hive mind masquerading as progressivism and collectivism, but really it's still controlled by the minority that pulling the strings who have played off these wounds in our psyche and exploited our blind spots so that we become attached to the external. And not that's not to say the external isn't important. We need to just do things in the right order. Otherwise, if we're not coming from a position of having addressed our own unconscious shadow, then how can we expect to see conditions in our external reality favor us? Because we're all just projecting choices based on our own free will, which is a reflection of, of, of what's going on inside of us. So the, these inversions are orchestrated by creating trauma in as many ways as possible. Mm -hmm sexual traumas, um, just mental psychosis, neuroses, the brainwashing, like we said before, distraction, that's a big one, keeping people completely invested in these matrix illusions of distraction and popular culture. And if you combine those elements together, then you are just your, your focus is just in the wrong it's flipped in the wrong direction then you're feeding this this singularity which is playing out now and and it, it, the techno technological singularity is, is basically the end goal of, of this hive mind because it, it it's doing the work for us it's like it's cheating that's what technology does I, that's obviously benefits right. of it we wouldn't be having this conversation otherwise but we, we should only use it in as far as it enables us to return to our true nature rather than as as a, a as a compensation for what we haven't been willing to do within ourselves so technology is being wielded as a weapon to siphon our, to, to, to feed off our traumas, to keep us plugged into this virtual reality, which is actually a level down in our evolutionary potential. But we're being told the reverse. Again, the inversion, we're being told, yeah. no, this is where we're, we're heading. This is the heralding of the fourth industrial revolution. This is, you know, AI emerging with man, the symbiosis, which is going to give us more superpowers and whatever they're trying to sell it as. But it's not at all and it only favors those who control the the system the software the grid whatever right even though it doesn't even benefit them in the long term because they're digging their own grave well it's funny these guys don't even seem to be concerned after all the movies that, that have been made about this and all the science yeah. fiction that's been written they don't seem to be concerned about the ai uh, becoming more powerful than than them and ultimately controlling the entire human race it's like they they think that or i mean maybe this is what they they think it's going to be better you know to to be completely mechanized in this way and they don't mind being completely melded with the ai but the guys that are building this transhumanist system i mean they see it as a religion and they believe in it uh and they and i mean there's a lot of a lot of people who who believe in it they don't really you know they believe that the that melding with technology is superior than our own organic systems of awareness i think and that is a i mean it's a frightening misconception um 
because you are going to give up your entire ability to have free will and make choices for yourself in this autonomous body if you if you continue to plug in to to these technological systems. So I don't know. It's just it's very confusing to wade through this reality right now because uh, because of the spiritual language that's being used by these transhumanists that sounds so similar to the way that we could discuss using the the organic technology, I guess you could say, of the body to come to a, a heightened spiritual awareness. Um, yeah. So yeah. it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a conflict. And so many people I'm seeing now kind of get caught in that trap, that trap that they, where they believe that the technological advance means progress and better and that staying in this human body and using the organic technology to raise awareness is somehow flawed or less valuable. Again, it stems from this lack of understanding of, of who we are beyond our, our biology. Mm -hmm. And until we, we really unlock that understanding, if you're a scientist, you can do it through quantum mechanics. If you're more spiritually inclined, there's many pathways to, to that, those understandings. But until you've experienced that yourself, you're going to believe that things that make life more convenient for you are a good substitution to our biology, which we've been taught to believe, like you said, is flawed. And that links to this kind of Darwinism and all, all these, these, these theories that, that just disregard spontaneous evolution through consciousness and promote this idea of, of, a, of a genetic, developing genetic superiority, which ultimately leads people to striving for a more immortal existence in this physical world and transhumanism promises and that extra bit of life that extra sense of material security and these people running the show that they, they themselves have probably descended from this organic nature at some point and they're literally they're they're just exploiting where we're at now in our journey to try and bring us down with them to to fuel their their shadow with more more sustenance and dark energy mm -hmm. and that's what this whole transhumanist thing is doing it, it works you know everyone's familiar now with this kind of graphene oxide and this goo this black it's all symbolic really the shadow of the shadowy like disconnection which these elite which goes higher up we you know if you just keep following the trail you'll find that the, these elite that they're, they're, they're subservient to things that operate in the unseen and the hyperdimensional realms um and so it just goes on and on and on and on into the astral planes into the hellish demonic realms and we have a choice now because we've reclaimed self-awareness and that ability to individuate into our spiritual potential we've we've now got to that crossroads where we can actually decide which pathway to take maybe not everyone will take it and then you could argue well doesn't it have to be one or the other either we're gonna succeed or we're not but that's not necessarily true there could be as we said earlier some kind of bifurcation which boggles the mind really from our present comprehension because it's like well how would that even play out how right. what are we we're going to just fall into like pockets uh, around the world like are we, we going to be able to like commune with one another from like america over to the uk how how how's everything going to come together but we just have to trust that it will and not try and work out the mechanics of how 
and just just know that whatever you're embodying will will reflect in in your experience of reality it may involve having to experience and witness more suffering but if we understand where it's leading then we won't let it swallow us and we'll 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 be able to pull through to the other side and 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 build these new conditions and for those that don't do that they're going to have an opportunity i still believe later down the line even if they've succumbed to these gene therapies and whatever uh, i still believe in i still have hope for humanity and their chance for salvation from genetic engineering if they make that choice consciously because once we've become conscious of the fact we're being controlled it starts to become harder to do it and then we can start to rewire our dna and reverse the damage it will be a lot harder i I believe like because it's obvious based on all the weaponry and all the bombardment we're receiving through all these channels like it's not just you know the the gene mod it's also geoengineering and what we drink what we eat but ultimately the mind is so powerful it can override a lot of this to to a degree but we really want to be also taking care of our physical health so for those who have become genetically suppressed we already are a product of genetic suppression all of us anyway so Mm -hmm. and we've managed to find ourselves here today so that that does give hope for people for for others later down the line. It's like you said in the movies. You see it like you know these dystopian like Tokyo style environments where everything's like flying cars and and like all these weird projections and holograms that you see in their apartments and all this stuff. Right. E- even in some of these stories, the, these these individuals end up coming back to consciousness and fight you know that they, they depict it as taking down like oh, john i can't remember the name of the film now the one with harrison ford this couple of decades Uh-oh. ago blade runner yeah you yeah. know all of that that's all kind of predictive programming isn't it right but often what you find in all these films like hunger games and all of these dystopian narratives that the good does tend to win and 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 it might start as this small resistance and it, it grows but that, that 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 that's the responsibility of those with that awareness to club together like we're doing now in order to help those who are still who's still in the dark yeah. even if they are acting out in a bad way to, to towards us we have to try and separate them from their programming and and see the humanity that's still in them otherwise we might as well give up hope and i don't believe in that so as long as we we don't allow our own field to be infiltrated then i think that people who have made that transhumanist choice will will be triggered as a result of the work that others are doing to elevate the collective consciousness because it's really paradoxical again it, it, things are descending into the worst we've seen it but they're also the best we've seen it as well in this cycle because yeah. we try and glorify the past being like oh you know if we lived in blah 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 time we wouldn't have had to deal with this and that but these empires, they, they've they've risen and fallen throughout time and, and been replaced with another, and they all build upon one another until you do reach this 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 crossroads of 
technology versus organic consciousness or whatever and that this i do for some reason just believe that we've landed in in, at what the most important time in this this cycle and i think that's something to, to 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 embrace i think yeah definitely a really interesting time to be alive i mean just amazing the the thoughts and concepts that are flying around out there that we can all you know, choose to latch on to, I think it allows people to really see a, a very large spectrum of, of the, the possibilities of consciousness, you know, the diversity of ideas that exist when, living in this time when, when so many different ideas are, are existing at the same time. So, you know, we should celebrate that. I, I try to, I try to figure out how to be, how to have gratitude, you know, because it's so easy to, to slip into, I think that whole process that you describe as the dark night of the soul, right? To to just to just kind of like lose hope and slip into depression, um, because it seems so overwhelming. This con- these this control mechanism of the hive mind, but um, but I think we we have to focus on the you know on the positive aspects of what's happening right now as well, so that we don't just you know, just stay in that, in that dark place where we can grow out of that and, and start being more of a positive force in, in the world. And then, as you say, the more of us that can project that positive force, the more that that's going to grow in the world around us. So it really is, I think the path forward, but I wanted to bring up something, what, something that you said really made me think uh, about why things evolve towards this, this technological uh, singularity and this concept of convenience just really popped up in my head versus the kind of like the shadow work that you describe that people have to go through to to reactivate your organic organic technology if you want to call it that you know and um and i think this is maybe this is why it's so attractive to people to want to get like sucked in to the to the hive mind and ultimately this transhuman singularity you know, AI controlled, uh, um, cyborg universe that things seem to be evolving towards just because it's, it seems so convenient to everyone. I mean, I got a, I got a smartphone, you know, and we are talking over zoom. So there are, there are some aspects of this technology that are convenient for us and we're using them. Um, but then, and then on the flip side to, to reactivate the organic, uh, awareness or the organic consciousness that I think that is inherent in all of our physical systems and our bodies, it requires some hard work. You have to get out of denial, uh, you, right? You can't, uh, so many people participate in a lot of different avoidant techniques to, because they don't want it. You have to actually like delve into that trauma. Uh, a lot of this is generational trauma of existing within the empire for so long and you have to go through this process of healing that trauma, which means, you know, really facing it and then, and then healing from it. Uh, and people want to avoid that and they can avoid it by going into the, into the technological universe, right? It's so convenient. Maybe we could kind of describe this process. Like, yeah, well, why is it with- worth it to do the, the shadow work, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like, uh, it, 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 
it's just temptation, isn't it? it, it it's the part yeah. of least resistance is so appealing to people because it right. allows that, like you said, avoidance strategies, defense mechanisms, this idea of like, if, if, if it's not conscious, then it doesn't exist. And then it's, but all this repressed shadow material is still there exerting an influence from, from, from the unconscious. Um, and that reflects as our ego personas, our behavioral tendencies, our personality, which we then identify with as, as our true identity, but it's obscuring the, the real self beneath. And you could argue the ego is an extension of the authentic self because it allows us to navigate this world and interface with it. But there's negative ego and positive ego. And if the ego is being used in subservience to our higher aspect, then it can be used constructively. But if it's being used as a... Uh, uh, um, for for recognizing who we are beneath, then then it's going to lead us into all of these inversions that that we said. So you can't access that authentic self until you've cleared the clutter that resides in the unconscious. And it's hard to tell people that who don't really understand that because mm. they would still prefer to, to just feel less suffering. But if you can show them that their suffering is more painful being repressed than it is being assimilated and, and investigated consciously by shining a light onto it so that we can heal, then they may find the willingness to do that. But obviously our modern, our mainstream psychological approaches, they've all fallen down into the same principles of, of, of the establishment that tries to mask underlying issues through medication and, and all these other means that don't address the root cause of what's going on mm -hmm. beneath the surface. We don't get taught that. We don't get taught that even Jungian psychology, things that might, you know, education that might actually be influential. I remember learning psychology and Carl Jung, where he was barely touched upon in, in the, in the right. syllabus, even though I think a lot of people, everyone would benefit hearing about his way of describing the unconscious because he did a very good job of it. And I think if we all understood the power of the unconscious, and how it contains both positive and negative aspects, then we wouldn't be so afraid to delve into those areas that that make us feel scared. Yeah. So there's no easy way of 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 approaching it other than you have to just go through it. The only way out is through. It really is true. You can sidestep it and avoid it or bypass it or run away and go and live in, in, in a commune and hope that, that that will... But then that will just reflect in that environment and the people in it, and it will just lead to the same fallibilities of, of humanity that we've already experienced. So until every individual actually wades through that process, nothing or nowhere outside of us will provide relief from it. But if we can synthesize 
the darkness with the light again another dual perspective mm-hmm. i'm talking in the real version not this kind of false light like new agey stuff then we'll find great equilibrium internally and then we'll be able to embody our higher wisdom because it will be able to channel through us without reaching all these trauma blocks which allow them which just put the mind back in the driving seat again so we we need to reintegrate with our the intelligence of our body and through accessing trauma that's lodged in the body and clearing it through a commitment and sincere approach to shadow work that involves self-compassion forgiveness gratitude all these core principles that we overlook or we intellectualize that they're 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 the root to the true healing that was a difficult concept for me and i think for a lot of people because i want i i wanted to believe i still i mean i'm still working on this one for sure (laughs) that you know critical thinking or that the mind is is where the solution lies and really being able to have faith that there's this body intelligence and that there's actually this energy awareness energy that runs through the body and again people have a difficult time believing this but every culture hinduism traditional chinese culture any uh, aboriginal cultures you know they've all seen this and they've founded their entire societies based on this concept it's hard for people to believe uh, that you have this this body wisdom and then the idea that the traumas that we received through the indoctrination into the hive mind that most of us have gone through generationally for many generations actually leave these blockages in our bodies that make it difficult for this energy to flow. And that if the, that energy did flow through us, it makes us more aware, more powerful, more authentic. Um, so, I mean, maybe you could just comment a little bit more about that, but also I wanted to get into, um, what, Oh, what what techniques then do you recommend to people to to do this actual work to open up the energy body to heal those trauma those trauma responses that are held as stress within the body yeah i agree firstly with what you said about that difficulty at first in in trusting the the, the body and and being able to surrender to it because the yeah. body to the feminine which again we don't want to get too into this whole binary masculine feminine thing i'm just using it just to make it more relatable but you know men i think might struggle more because they tend to be more logically inclined and sure. focused and when you reintegrate with the body into a holistic awareness and intuitive intelligence, which is accessing the body, you're, you're synthesizing again the masculine and feminine pole of consciousness, both of which are important. So we shouldn't start demonizing the masculine. And this is a big problem I'm seeing at the moment because mm-hmm. that leads again to these perversions of toxic femininity rather than masculinity. So we need to, we need to synthesize the head and the body, the mind and the body, like we need to synthesize spirituality and science can you see like i said before how it all has its roots in masculine feminine energy just expressing itself differently so the idea of trusting the wisdom of the body is is being able to surrender to it and listen to it rather than trying to judge it and control it like we're so used to when we're in our heads and in our mind and the mind is easily infiltrated by dark entities even that that keep us in these thought loops negative thought loops ocds catastrophizing anxiety (laughs) yeah 
and it's crippling if you if you don't allow yourself that time to just sink into the body and no matter how painful and really just remember that there's something great to working through you. I'm not talking like possession. Right. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> or a higher aspect work it is there, there to be accessed, but you need to open up to it. Um rather than maybe getting stuck in the, the abstract spiritual realms and getting dabbling in the wrong esoteric stuff. This is more or uh, an embodied awareness, somatic awareness of the mm-hmm. body which has to be felt. So when you talk about what, what methods can people do to, to, to access that, I don't propose any specific methodology other than to really sit with yourself in solitude and silence every now and then when you feel the calling, when you're feeling drained or anxious or uncomfortable or just out of energy and you've got no more to give in that moment just just step away and and stop thinking that the battle's always out there because it's not you'll find in those moments of of deep introspection and and surrender that some of the most post like poignant revelations will come through to you in an intuitive way can't really be described intellectually it's just this knowing and feeling and we can confuse emotions with feeling when we with with intuition when we we're still acting out of trauma so we need to be sure that what we're accessing is our intuitive awareness and not our our emotional uh, uh, awareness unhealed emotions because Mm. that that is like the feminine version of of distorted logic and being stuck in the head that that that's we can be stuck in our emotions and the body so we right. need to be very careful to, to discern between those intelligences so i think it's a refinement process that gets easier over time as we become familiarized with the way we feel in our bodies and try not to escape from the trauma that's there, and and, and it, you can go into all the chakras and stuff, which I think is is important to consider as well, because in the sacral and then the root root chakras, all those areas of the body, whether or not you believe in chakras is irrelevant, because we know we can feel that, that trauma in those areas of the body. Anyone right. who's experienced perhaps sexual abuse or you know some of these horrific just just things inflicted upon us are often stored in in those areas of the body and the only reason we deny them is because we haven't allowed ourselves to feel them but if you actually just kind of work on your breathing i suppose this is, is is a method that i would advise just learning to breathe in the correct way again of course these masks and everything in society is again working to invert our breathing so that we can't connect to our intelligence in the body we can't regulate oxygen when we connect to the heart intelligence which mm-hmm. requires the correct circulation and it's all linked to the nervous system when everything's functioning as it should the nervous system is in check and our chakras are working interdependently in an alignment which enables us to open the higher higher ones that we've we've shut off from but to do that you 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 have to it can be really tough and i i've experienced this has been one of the toughest parts of my my personal journey i think is is sinking in into that down through the chakras especially down around the pelvic floor region where 
you just feel this tension and contraction. I learned to like there's there's an exercise where you can relax the pelvic floor muscle through focusing on on correct breathing through the nose, expanding through the belly, so it becomes this circulation of energy or breath. Mm-hmm. And as you, as you you feel that, that energy moving down to, through the the chakra system, you will feel it at the seat of consciousness in the perineum, which is the the, the, the root, the, the the base of consciousness, which is that kind of muscle by your anus in between your genitals that if you actually press that muscle with your two fingers in times of tension, it does actually feel contracted. But if you work on your breathing and relaxing, kind of pushing out and, 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 and just relieving the tension, you'll find that that loosens up and starts to drop back down that muscle. It starts to drop. So it becomes the seat of our awareness. Whereas when it's contracted, and in a state of tension and tightness, all the energy flow becomes fractured and that starts to then influence other parts of our body as well And and because and everything's interrelated. So I, I like to encourage working from the bottom up because that's our closest connection to the earth. And as we move up, we activate the high spiritual centers. If we try and do that without having grounded first, then we risk falling into these spiritual um, deceptions and the false light and all this, which is looking to exploit that unresolved trauma through feeding us these spiritual salvation programs and, and savior complexes right. that aren't coming from a place of true embodiment, but are actually reflecting our unresolved trauma. If you are listening to this, you are listening to the first free hour of The Shift with Doug McKinty. For access to the full feature-length versions of the podcast, go to www.theshiftnow.com and subscribe for the audio version for just $6 a month. Access the full-length episodes in video form through rockfin.com by subscribing at the Shift with Doug McKinty landing page. For $9.99 a month, you gain access not only to The Shift, but also all other premium content material hosted on the platform. Find out more at www.theshiftnow.com backslash store. Detoxify your body, decolonize your mind, make the shift. Well, I think we're getting towards the end of our time, but I would like to ask you one more question. Uh, at the very end of it, your on your website where it's broken up into the different... Um, conditioning awaking embodiment and evolution and you're describing these different processes to people who if they'll if they'll hit your website they can check it all out but at the very end you actually talk about this kind of like uh limbo phase that people can get in as they're breaking away from the materialistic perspective or the hive mind if they're not ready to accept the intuitive uh and the embodied wisdom uh, then you'll just kind of get caught in the middle. And I think that, uh, I mean, this was just, a, again, when I read that, it just struck me because it was part of my own personal journey where it was, it's difficult to, to make that leap. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're raised in that materialistic paradigm and then you learn to, you know, and then you no longer trust that paradigm, it's hmm. actually, I, for me anyway, it was challenging to trust any paradigm. Or, or even, you know, initially, I don't even know, I knew, you know, that there was another paradigm at all <laughs> um, until I started to learn from other other cultural perspectives. And, and then it took me a long time to really believe, you, you know, it just, I don't know. 
I mean, I'm sure it, it happens quicker for some and slower for others and everybody's on their own journey. But um, that limbo phase just kind of struck me as something that it is easy to get trapped, I think, between the two paradigms. Um, and so maybe you can describe to people, you know, a little bit more about what you were, what that concept is and, and, and maybe how to make the shift uh, more smoothly or not, or how not to get trapped in that in that limbo yeah the 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 limbo phase is 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 when we're still relying on the matrix whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. to, to provide us with something whether that's so we're, we're all to some degree still relying on the matrix in this reality until we we've shifted into a different reality where we don't need to be but so the, the the shift between the two is, is a, refi- a gradual refining process yet again. But there is this middle phase that some people really can't get out of because they've not yet developed the faith and trust through their experience in this higher authority, not higher authority, but higher power, higher potential, that, 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 that they know something's wrong and they're willing to fight against it, but they're not also aligning with the, the alternative way. You have to be mm-hmm. doing both at the same time. Otherwise, you're, you're not creating new conditions in your own life, but you're trying to dismantle old ones. And in those situations, if you haven't worked on birthing new realities through through self, through embodiment and and all of that stuff we discussed about individuating and, and really finding our alignment with the divine, recognizing our purpose, knowing that we're here for a reason and executing that purpose, then one system will just come in to replace another and we'll just end up on this loop, this almost kind of reincarnation, karmic loop, karmic cycle, until we've really broken from it and to do that really does require and that's how i end the website talking about aligning with the divine will Mm -hmm. because that that's just done through righteous action and through self-belief and self-compassion it doesn't mean that we're not going to make mistakes or that we're perfect because it's those very aspects that allow us to, to become more aligned with that divine will so it's not a case of abandoning all our fallibilities at once and and striving for enlightenment in this ascetic kind of buddhist mindset that might work for some it's about just aligning with the service to self service to others trajectory sorry recognizing that we're all extensions of one another of the, 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 the divine creator having an experience and we're all on our journey and by helping others we are helping ourselves that's true service to others it's helping ourselves through helping others but also making sure that we're doing the inner work as well and as we do that over time you, we will find we open the communication to, to this higher uh, higher awareness that speaks to us through intuition and through that holistic awareness in the body like we spoke about and you will learn to trust that more over time it's just a case of remembering those times when it has served you in those darkest moments Mm. 
in the real struggle, the pits of the dark night of the soul, where it felt like we were going to self-annihilate in those moments at rock bottom, there was something that led us out of the abyss and back back into the light. And as long as you never let go of that, then you will be guided by the divine will that works through you as well. And you will trust it as the true alternative, the true real reality that wants everyone to live in harmony and to succeed. So that's the best advice I can give to realign with that. Well, sounds good, Sammy. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, Thank you. I I really appreciate it. This was a great conversation. It's, it's nice to have these, these big picture conversations about what's happening, but then also able to kind of, you know, give people real, real world advice that helps them move forward in their own path. Um, and I know that you're you're also uh, giving giving sessions to people if they want one on one individual help through the website. So maybe you could you know just take a minute to let people know what the website is and and uh, the kind of service you can provide. Yeah. So the website's shiftingtimeline.com without the s shiftingtimeline.com, and that that encompasses the four stages which we've discussed the journey of exploration and uh, expanded consciousness but then embodying that awareness to, to help the world and live a better condition within the physical world and yeah there's the option to to explore that further one-on-one if you relate to the content on the website and you feel like you're undergoing this transformational experience i'm happy to to go one-on-one with people to help elevate i'm more interested in working with people who want to help themselves rather than being the crutch that that is relied upon to to, Mm. because we know that system's flawed that this therapy and whatnot i don't i don't deal with 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 it in that way i approach things from a very raw human perspective sharing my personal experiences in more depth with people who want to understand the process better so it gives them a, a something to relate to by seeing this experience unfold in the eyes of someone else they understand that they too can embark on that journey and i just want to help people who need that nudge to take things to the next step and I feel like I've gone quite far along that journey now and I do have a lot to offer for those that may still be stuck in these traumatic cycles and and they really need to to find that alignment with with something higher so there's that option on the website if anyone wants on the sessions tab you can just book it through the calendar on there Um, I'm also looking more importantly to reach wider audiences through the content on the website there's also the option to donate on there that 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 always goes a long way to helping with the infrastructure and and more content so i will be adding to the website continually i'm always writing more content and synthesizing it so to support that you can donate through there that's very helpful because it enables me to reach a wider audience as well as being able to work one-on-one as well Uh and you're on facebook as well under sammy richard is that is there any other place where people sammy Sammy richard you should you should see me as the first person who comes up 
And then Telegram, there's shifting timeline again, at shifting timeline, just type that into the search bar and then my channel will come up. And I post similar content on both, both of those platforms. And that's the main places to find me. And you can subscribe to my mailing list as well on the website, which is on the home page. It's on most pages. And I'm not sending much newsletters out at the moment, but I think as the social media censorship titans, I may right. use that as another channel to give more in-depth material to those that are serious about it. So, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. And I highly recommend it to everybody who's listening, uh, sign up to the newsletter. Um, and I, like I said, I, I met Sammy through Facebook and his posts on Facebook are really, really excellent as well. Um, just in terms of, uh, like I said, like describing what I think is really actually going on here from a, a variety of different perspectives and, uh, and just really kind of getting into the heart of the matter. Uh, what people can do to change their perspectives and, you know, really help to make uh, positive changes in not only uh, in your own life, but also, you know, in the, in the collective consciousness, as, as things continue to move forward here, we're having a choice whether we can keep moving towards this uh, artificial intelligence singularity, or if uh, humanity wants to choose to retap into their organic technology and uh, expand their spiritual awareness um, and have more individual autonomy and a society is based on freedom uh, rather than control. So I think Sammy and I are both headed in that direction one way or the other. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Doug. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. It's nice to connect. You bet. And um, I'll just pick this up sometime for sure. Sounds good. Let me just let people know uh, they've been listening to The Shift and I'm your host, Doug McKinty, and you can uh, find my stuff at www.theshiftnow.com. Uh, I'm also on Facebook and te uh, Telegram at The Shift with Doug McKinty. Uh, and signing up for the newsletter uh, from the website is probably the best way to, to stay up to date with my stuff too, just like Sammy said, with all the internet censorship and everything actually. Uh, to get connected through the newsletter is um, a great way to keep the conversation and communication lines open without having to worry about any outside interference. So uh, think about doing that if you've enjoyed this conversation. Cool, Sammy. Thanks again for coming on. And yeah, we'll keep in touch. Good luck with uh, everything that you're doing. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Doug. You take care now. Yep. You too. Cheers. See you later. Bye-bye. All right, everybody. There you go. There's my interview with Sammy Richard, uh, the author of the Shifting Timeline blog that you can find at www.shiftingtimeline.com. Uh, as I said in the intro, I first discovered Sammy's stuff uh, by going on Facebook. He just happened to become a friend of mine, and his blog posts were just uh, really uh, kind of blew me away at how well he did of a job in terms of describing uh, how people in the alternative community are starting to think big picture terms about what's happening in terms of the evolution of consciousness on the planet right now. And one of the things that I've gotten more and more into over the years of doing this kind of research and doing all these interviews has been to come up with a, a kind of a big picture concept on what is conspiracy theory. Uh, I've got a list of, of other podcasts here that I've checked out that, you know, initially for me, it was very uh, much about politics uh, and economics. Uh, but very quickly, it starts to grow beyond that. And I just, again, I at one point started listening to the higher side chats, right? 
And uh, on that show, Greg Carlwood will focus on a, a lot of other things going pretty far out uh, in terms of uh, the spirituality of conspiracy theory, uh, the magic, people who believe in, in European magic, things like that he'll have podcasts on. It's like, huh, you know, how, how does that uh, conform to this bigger picture of what conspiracy theory is? And then you can check out something like Ancient Aliens, or even go as far out as the Flat Earthers or whatever. But, I mean, let's look at the Ancient Aliens theory or even just the, the Ancient uh, Civilizations theory uh, postulated by Graham Hancock and others. Uh, that there's this different history, that there's evidence that there were advanced civilizations in the past. Um, and then, of course, I've also done an interview with Alex Sakaris of Skeptico, who actually uses Western science to show that its materialism is not true. Uh, plenty of peer-reviewed scientific studies analyzing people with special abilities, telekinesis, and things like this, uh, or near-death experiences he's focused on quite a bit, uh, or even alien abduction, where so many people are having these experiences and telling the same stories even though they've never met each other, never seen each other. Uh, and the science shows that there's a very, very, very high probability that, you know, existence is not what we're taught in the public education system, in the traditional university system, oh, and certainly not on the, uh, the corporate media circuit, the, the mainstream narrative. Um, very, very different. But when you go to talk to other people, you bring up any of these variety of subjects from outside the mainstream and they'll literally just scoff at you like they can't understand at all what you're saying. Well, there's this evidence, something weird is going on, maybe it's things aren't exactly as they seem, and people can't even listen to you. Uh, and this is a uh, characteristic of something that's known as cognitive dissonance. I actually first started looking into this because people would say that Conspiracy theorists have cognitive dissonance or confirmation bias, which is when you just get on the internet and look up your side of things and you don't look at, at the whole argument. Uh, eventually, as I looked into these things, I started to realize that a lot of people are projecting their confirmation bias onto conspiracy theorists and projecting uh, their cognitive dissonance onto conspiracy theorists because most of the ones that I know, uh, including myself, are pretty open-minded and, and are consistently looking at both sides of the argument and just trying to say, hey, you know, this quote-unquote conspiracy theory side of this argument is at least rational. Like, you don't, you know... <laughs> Why are you calling people crazy who have this perspective? It's a rational point of view. It might not be right. Uh, and consistently I'm seeing quote-unquote conspiracy theorists, you know, saying, hey, do your own research. I don't know that I'm right. Um, whereas people uh, from the other side uh, are always saying, no, no, it's a consensus of, of scientists. The experts all say this is true. I know this is true. And you're just wrong. And that's kind of a red flag to me. So, when Sammy came on the scene and he had this whole description of what's going on in terms of not only a, 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 if you go onto his website, you'll find a description of this consciousness that seems to be evolving, although as we discuss in the interview, uh, quote-unquote, this conspiracy theory worldview is, happens to be shared by almost every culture ever in the history of the world besides the cur current dominant cultural paradigm. Uh, most cultures believed in uh, alien visitors, believed in an internal energy system, believed in ancient civilizations. Uh, this was all just intertwined in their mythology, and we've been taught, those of us who have been raised in what I now call this colonized consciousness, uh, 
have been told that all that was just superstition and what we think now is definitely true. And they were just making stuff up back then. Every every human that lived for tens of thousands of years was just, you know, pulling stuff out of their butts. And uh, and only now, in the last couple hundred years, have we figured out this worldview that's definitely the truth and don't listen to anything else, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, what the way Sammy has started to describe it as people come out of this colonized consciousness uh, and start to observe that, hey, you know, there's something else going on here. And not only, as uh, Alex on Skeptico will show you, modern science shows that something else is going on, uh, but we have all these other cultures throughout the history of the world who believed that something else was going on. You have people that are waking up to this, and then you have people that are, uh, you know, have been indoctrinated into... Again, what I describe now as, as the colony, the colonized consciousness, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, characteristic of, of Im the imperialism that's been going on for the last few thousand years and has grown now worldwide. And he describes then this bifurcation that's happening between one side of the consciousness and then this other side, this emerging, re-emerging uh, worldview that's coming around. And he goes into great detail about the differences between the two ways of thinking and then gets into the process, and this is what I think is really cool, the, co the process of, <coughs> of um, decolonizing your mind. Uh, how to get out of the colonized consciousness and into this more consciousness of liberation. Lots of Buddhist ideas in there, lots of ideas from, from older cultures. But he blends them all together in a way that's really um, pertinent for, for those of us who are raised colonized and who are now growing out of that and seeking for this new way. So uh, I was really excited to get him on the show, excited to help promote the new blog. I think that he's got a lot to offer the community because his grasp of the big picture uh, is really profound. Uh, and I think a lot of you, I hope a lot of you take it seriously and check out his website uh, to get an understanding of, of what's going on in terms of this big picture thing. A lot of us get bogged down we start going down a rabbit hole that's our, of our particular interest, and maybe we see, you know, something weird, something's not right about the, the banking system, or what happened on 9-11, or any of these number of particular issues, the way the healthcare system is working, why is it working like this? You go down this rabbit hole, and then you start to see the, the larger network of rabbit holes that are coming together, but what Sammy has done is really shown the, the larger paradigm shift that's going on right now and the types of consciousness that people are engaging in the two different ways basically to think one based on uh, a hierarchy with experts at the top that know the truth and tell us the truth uh, you know scientism or a uh, lots of patriarchal religions are set up this way uh, compared to those that are based on on a spirit path individuation uh, healthy psychology I would say <laughs> Uh, and people who are confident uh, in their own perspectives and, and pursuing uh, their community's needs on an, from an individuated place and not from this codependent place that we've become so used to in terms of our dealings with uh, the government and, and the institutions of colonization. So uh, it's just great information to know if you're in the process of decolonizing or if you're interested in uh, what it is to be colonized or if you're trying to decolonize yourself. And uh, so really glad to get his perspective on the show. So just to let you know again, um, 
His website is www.shiftingtimeline.com, and you can go check it out. He's got, again, a thorough description of what this bifurcation is, and then the process of liberation, and I want to just list that out real quick. Uh, conditioning, awakening, <coughs> embodiment, and evolution. He goes through this four-step process. Uh, of awakening out of colonization and it's a uh, really interesting stuff really good stuff and he also uh, offers one-on-one uh, consul -on -one consultations from the site uh, so if you go there if you have questions uh, and uh, if you read it you'll find out of course he talks about going through the dark night of the soul uh, these it's you know difficult to shift paradigms you start to doubt yourself you start to doubt the the reality that you were raised inside of and so you go through this process and he can help out with that so again www.shiftingtimeline.com uh, and thanks, everybody, for uh, listening to this episode. You can find out more about The Shift at www.theshiftnow.com, where you can please think about subscribing to uh, the program for the feature-length episodes uh, and uh, lots of hours of free content up there as well. You can find out all about the show there at www.theshiftnow.com. Next week, I'm going to be... Uh, having a conversation with Michael Loria. He is the author of Forging Excalibur, and he has been basically working on uh, the modern men's movement to kind of uh, not contradict what people are calling toxic masculinity now, but to analyze what's going on with that whole scene and then uh, describe a really healthy form of masculinity that uh, he thinks and believes, and I agree with him, uh, really needs to come to replace what's been happening uh, to men uh, over the last 50 years or so where masculinity is being attacked, but <clears throat> and in some instances I think for good reason, but it needs to be replaced with something healthy uh, because the absence of healthy masculinity is, is uh, clearly uh, not great for our communities and our families going forward. So I'll be looking forward to that one. All right, thanks everybody for checking this one out. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, and we'll see you again next week. Take care, everybody. Mm -hmm.